0: Welcome back to Happiness Isn't Brain Surgery with Doc Snipes, practical tools to improve your mood and quality of life. We're going to continue in this section talking about building resilience. We want to define what are the characteristics of resilient people and how do you develop these characteristics. In the first section, we talked about what resilience is, which is great, but knowing what it is doesn't help us unless we know how to do it. So we're going to talk about what characteristics you need to develop within yourself? So there are several assets. Remember, we talked about assets and resources before. There are five assets and one resource that we're really going to talk about here. Um, and we're going to start with the assets. So your first asset, and not in order of importance necessarily, is coping. Your ability to effectively balance negative and positive emotions and manage strong impulses. When life throws you a curveball, when life hands you lemons, your initial reaction could be a very strong, unpleasant reaction. Anger, fear, sadness, whatever it is, that's okay. That's your body's natural reaction. And accepting that, recognizing it, saying, okay, this really sucks right now, what next? Is the first step into being resilient. If you feel that feeling, And then you start getting scared about feeling that feeling or you get angry because you feel that feeling. You're starting to struggle with that feeling and spend a lot of energy trying to fight reality, trying to fight what is. It is unfortunate, whatever the situation is. Um, So in order to do that, you know, I typically um, have my clients look towards um, what's generally covered in dialectical behavior therapy skills, starting out with emotion regulation where you prevent and mitigate vulnerabilities. We talked a lot about that in the first section. Make sure you're getting enough sleep. Make sure you're managing your pain, any pain you have as well as you can. Make sure that you're eating a quality diet so your body is as healthy and as strong and as resilient as it can be. Think about when you get sick. Um, When I was in college, every semester, I would put off studying and for for final exams until like the week before. And then I would study and I would stay up late and I wouldn't get enough sleep and I would eat pizza and ice cream and, you know, just do horrible things, which made me more vulnerable to getting sick. And almost without fail, at the end of every um, semester, final exams, I would get sick Because I was not resilient. My body could not encounter a germ and bounce back. It encountered the germ and it said, I ain't got any energy to fight you. Go ahead. So I would get sick. Emotionally, we are the same way. We need to make sure that our body has the resources to make the happy chemicals. Our body doesn't just make white blood cells to fight off infection. It also makes the hormones and happy chemicals that help us feel relaxed and deal with stress. Um, So we need sleep good quality sleep, we need good nutrition, we need to get some sunlight to help our circadian rhythms stay balanced, and there are all kinds of um, uh, other podcasts on those things, so I'm not going to go into them too much, but we also need to learn to experience emotions, radically accept them, which means look at them, or, you know, I'm a visual person, so I say look at them, accept how you feel in the moment, and say, it is what it is. What can I do now? Recognize that when you feel these feelings, you've developed ways of reacting to them that you can think of as urges. So sometimes if, if you're a smoker, when you feel stress, your urge may be to smoke a cigarette. Okay. That's up until now how you have dealt with stress or at least stress in the short term. Recognize that feelings and urges pass in about 20 minutes if you don't feed them. If you focus on them, if you dwell on them, if you, you know, continue to think about them, you're giving them energy and they're going to last longer. So think about your urges and emotions like a bee landing on your arm. That feeling is the bee. The first uh, instinct that a lot of us have is to swat the bee off because we don't want to be on our arm. But if you swat the bee off, you're likely going to get stung. So that would be a negative consequence. If you can resist the urge, eventually the little bee is going to fly away. Resisting your urges to self-harm, to drink, to smoke, to do something unhelpful is kind of the same way. So this can help you a little bit with emotion regulation. In order to tolerate how you feel while that bee is on your arm, while you're having the urges, there are distress tolerance skills. And some of the most effective skills are to get grounded in the present moment. Um, I do a 4-3-2-1 exercise. When I start feeling really stressed, I will focus on four things I can see, three things I can hear, two things that I can smell, and one thing that I can feel. I don't want to focus on how fast my heart is beating. I don't want to focus on whether I'm breathing deeply or shallowly. I want to focus outside of myself and get grounded in the moment so my body has a chance to let that adrenaline surge go away. Adrenaline surge is there. That fight-or-flight reaction is there to protect you. But most of the time, you don't need to hold on to it. Most of the time, you're not in vital danger. Letting it go, and then you can think in a clearer mind, and move on to problem-solving skills. So if you have questions about other distress tolerance skills, there are podcasts and videos on our YouTube channel um, about distress tolerance, so you can look at those there. Coping, you know, just to kind of sum up, is one of the first characteristics of resilient people. If you can't deal with emotions, then you're not gonna bounce back up. So we need to be able to figure out how to deal with it. Control and, and autonomy. Um, a sense of personal identity and the ability to act independently to exert control over your situation. If you don't believe you have any control over the situation, then why would you bounce back up? You, it's like being in the boxing ring and you just got knocked down. If you don't believe that you can defeat the person, why would you get stand back up just to get hit and knocked back down again? So control and and autonomy is this idea that I know what I need to do. I know where I want to go. I know what's important to me. So I'm going to choose my actions based on that. You know, maybe I'm not going to win this particular match, but I can win something else later. So in order to develop this sense of autonomy and figure out what is it that's important to you? What is it that's worth exerting your energy on? What is it that's worth fighting for, and what is it that's worth letting go, ask yourself, who am I, and what's important to me? When things bad things happen, then you want to ask yourself, you know, in terms of what's important to me, um, you know, for me, it's my career, my family, our our pets, Um, I look at what things can I change in this situation? Can I change the situation? If this is a really unpleasant situation, um, what can I do to change it? Or can I change my reaction to the situation? An example, it may be a little hard to relate to right now. We're having a little bit of a crisis with hawks killing all our chickens. And that's really unpleasant for all of us. We love our chickens. We love our all of our animals. Um, and so I'm looking at it and I'm saying, okay, my kids are important to me. And this is really hard on my daughter, which is hard on me because I, you know, take that personally when she's feeling upset. So what can I do? Can I change the situation? Do we want to pen them up so they can't be on free roam on the farm anymore? Or do we prefer to give them the quality of life where they can roam the five acres freely just at a greater risk? So can I change the situation? Yes, I could. Is that what we want to do? And our decision as a family was no. So can I change my reaction to the situation? And that was my alternative. Changing how we as a family reacted when an animal, especially one of the chickens, got attacked. Um, It's a God thing. It's a circle of life thing. But while they were alive, they weren't penned up. They weren't, you know, eating only pellets. They were able to go out and forage for bugs and they were happy chickens. So that's kind of how we look at it. Uh, Not everybody's going to look at it the same way. I know a lot of people that have very elaborate chicken pens and to each his own. You know, you have to decide what's important to you and how to deal with that situation based on the the unfortunate situation, based on what's important to you and what's going to get you closer to your goals. And this helped us as a family move closer to our goals. Character and a sense of purpose and future. So once you know what's important to you, well, that's great. But now you need to say, how do I get there? I know what my destination. I want it to be. I know who I want to be. I know who I want to grow to be. You know, even today, I'm almost 50 years old and I'm like, well, when I grow up, I want to be like so-and-so. Um, we always have goals. We always have things that we want to change or grow into, but you need to use what we call purposeful action. Make realistic plans for a meaningful life based on what's important to you because you're going to have a lot of stuff come your way. And if you go after everything, you're going to be going off on these tangents and using a lot of energy and probably not moving toward what's most important to you and most rewarding. When you do take positive forward steps, notice them. Notice your forward-moving thoughts and behaviors, and notice those things in others. So congratulate people for um, successes that they've had. Focus on the positive. Focus on creating a win-win and building positive energy, not only in yourself by noticing your successes, but also in others that can be supportive of you by noticing their successes. So you're creating this positive karma kind of environment. Confidence is the next thing. Confidence in your strengths and abilities. So you know what you want. You've kind of got a plan for how to get there. You have some coping skills to deal with life when it gets hard, but When life gets hard, how confident are you that you can actually use those coping skills and get through it? So, looking at what are your strengths, you know, list them out. If you're a visual person like I am, write them down. Figure out what you bring to a situation, not only as your asset, but also as your resources. Resources are strengths too. Who do you have in your corner? When things happen, ask yourself in what ways. Does your response to whatever this is make sense? And that goes with that radical acceptance. It's not realistic to expect you will never get angry, you'll never be scared, you'll never be sad. You'd be living in a hole somewhere. Life is going to bring emotions and your body reacts kind of automatically. What you do with that reaction is what's going to determine how resilient you are. But that automatic reaction, look at it ask yourself in what ways does this make sense because your body wants to protect you it's there it's telling you there's a problem here or we've experienced we've lost something that's important to us here or we've done something that's really pleasurable yay once you understand that that response makes sense then it's easier to deal with it because you're not telling yourself well i shouldn't feel this way or i should feel this way you feel how you feel so why does it make sense how did you get through similar situations my My grandmother recently passed, and you know my first reaction wasn 't one of devastation; it was almost one of relief because she 'd been in so much pain for so long. Did I have a moment where I felt guilty for not feeling devastated? Sure, but I asked myself, you know how does this make sense in the big scheme of things? Well, I had seen her struggling and suffering for ten years, so this was actually she 's at peace now, um, so in my mind. It made sense the way I reacted and it's going to be a lot easier on my mother now that she's not having to watch her mother um, decompensate so much so that helps me kind of understand my reaction and not beat myself up for I should feel this way or I shouldn't feel this way. Looking at how you got through similar situations. You know, I went through a similar situation with my father when he passed away from cancer, and it was almost a relief when he passed. Yes, it's devastating to lose a parent, but there's also a certain amount of being at peace with it because it brought him peace. So think about how your reactions make sense and stop beating yourself up. And that kind of goes along with, Looking at any helpful or self-defeating thoughts you're telling yourself in response to something that comes your way If you're telling yourself, I can't handle this. I can't deal with this. This is overwhelming Then you're going to feel that way if you tell yourself that maybe I can't handle this by myself I need I need some support. Well, that's different. That's saying I can handle it if I've got support so tell yourself positive thoughts thinking Focusing on your strengths and pulling on your resources when something happens that will give you confidence and, and Even planning ahead for when something happens will give you confidence that you can navigate life storms And competence competence is kind of the big deciding factor because I know a lot of people who have a ton of confidence With an F but not a whole lot of competence with a P um, You know they think they can do everything And in reality, they can do a few things pretty well. Um, And, you know, teenagers are are famous for this because, well, they think they've got the world by the seat of the pants. So competence is the next thing. Once somebody encounters a situation and they've had to cope with it, they've had to draw on their strengths, they've had to go through it, this will either um, show them that they're competent and increase their confidence or it will highlight the fact that they're not as competent as they thought they were and it may undermine their confidence a little bit so you know if something goes bad it can happen it's a learning opportunity um, it, the things that do go good you want to focus on that though so in order to build competence Get out of your own way and allow yourself to take chances. If you don't have those small little upsets, then when a big upset comes your way, you are going to be totally ill-prepared. You need to kind of build on your strengths as you go through. Notice, praise, and critique how you respond to stressors. And it can be small stressors, like somebody stealing your parking space um, or not getting a promotion you wanted or whatever the case may be. But when stressors come your way, notice how you handle them. Praise yourself for the things that you do well and and right to be resilient. And then critique constructively by looking at okay, what can I do differently next time to be a little bit more resilient with this, to bounce back a little easier, or to not let it get to me so much. Strive for authentic success, which means being true to yourself. You know, if solving a problem, um, or, or achieving a goal may mean different things to different people. So what does success mean for you? Just always strive to choose the actions and activities and choices that will get you closer to what you define as happiness and success. That's being authentic with yourself, not what your parents define as success or the media defines as success. Act in your wise mind. If you act in your emotional mind, you're probably going to make mistakes, which will undermine your confidence and your confidence. Stop lecturing and second-guessing yourself. When you do something, don't shoulda, coulda, wouldas. Look at what you did, notice, praise, and critique, and move on. And make sure to rely on assistance and feedback from others to help you meet new challenges. Uh, when you're stepping out of that comfort zone, you're stepping into a place where you don't necessarily have the skills and tools yet. So you need other people or resources to help you learn those skills and tools. And think about if you, were, uh, if you ever learned a sport or tried, uh, tried to learn piano or a musical instrument. You didn't know how to play right away. You didn't know how to do it right away. You learned certain skills. You mastered those. And then your coach taught you or your piano teacher taught you the next thing. Somebody else was there to provide you a little bit of um, insight or assistance into learning those new skills. You can get that through self-help books, through videos like these, through talking to friends, through therapy. Um, There's a lot of places that you can get assistance and feedback. But it's important to recognize and cut yourself some slack if you don't have all the answers. Because if you've never done it before, you probably don't have all the answers. Assets of resilient people also include having safe uh, self-esteem and a safe internal environment. You need to silence that internal critic so you're not always telling yourself shoulda, coulda, wouldas, and focus on your strengths and abilities. It's important while you're doing this in order to build your self-esteem to see failure as a form of helpful feedback because if we haven't stepped out and tried something new, And, you know, generally when you try something new, you don't do it perfect the first time. That's not a failure. That's an opportunity to learn. So identify three times life has knocked you down and what skills or strengths did you develop in response to that? What did you learn about yourself? Activities to develop resilience, including enhancing relationships with social supports. So don't just expect that your friends are always going to be there if you don't talk to them, but once every six months or a year. You want to spend some time kind of nurturing those relationships. And that can be, you know, one or two or 15 or 20. That's up to you. Try to avoid seeing crises or stressful events as unbearable problems. Yeah, they are uncomfortable and they feel awful at the moment. But if you see them as challenges and opportunities to grow and if when something happens instead of seeing it as unbearable seeing is, seeing it as something that's unpleasant but achievable is important practice radical acceptance and that's just looking at whatever is going on and going okay this it is what it is what next develop realistic goals and move towards them so you have these goals. What does happiness look like for you? What's going to be different when you're not depressed? Well, you're working towards those things, but you need to have steps along the way so that you can see you're making progress. You know, think about just stairs. You know, each stair step is progress towards your goal. What's the first step? What's the next step? Look for opportunities of self-discovery after a struggle, even if it didn't turn out the way you wanted and, you know, you are frustrated about that. Look for opportunities to learn more about yourself, what you did well, and what you could possibly do differently the next time. Keep a long-term perspective, considering the event in the big scheme of things. Sometimes things feel catastrophic in the moment, but in the big scheme of things, it's not so bad. Um, one of our our fences got knocked down in a storm a couple months ago, and you know it was almost 400 feet of fence. It was pretty overwhelming when I went out there, especially before coffee in the morning, and found that the fence was just laying down. Now, is it expensive to fix? Yes. Did it cause a lot of problems? Did we have to drop everything because we had to keep the animals confined? Yes. But in the big scheme of things, that night, all the animals had actually gone into the barn, so everyone was safe, and we had the ability to do what we needed to do to temporarily fix the fence and, you know, actually getting it fixed is kind of a long-term project, but we were able in the big scheme of things, a a lot worse could have happened. Maintain a hopeful outlook and care for your mind and body, exercising regularly and paying attention regularly, like before every meal. Do a mindfulness scan and ask yourself, what do I need? What am I feeling? What are my vulnerabilities and how can I address them right now? And address those in order to prevent drains on your energy reserves. That way, if something happens, you've got the ability to deal with it and you're not going to feel completely overwhelmed and dr- like you're drowning. If you like this podcast, you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Join our Facebook group at DocSnipes.com Facebook or join our community and access additional resources at DocSnipes.com.